0: Welcome to the MarTech
1: Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the technology behind market research. Joining us is Kumar Doshi, who is the Senior Vice President of Marketing at Lucid, which is a programmatic research technology firm. Lucid provides access to first-party survey data in over 100 countries. With its global community of sample buyers and suppliers, the Lucid marketplace enables anyone in the industry to ask a question of online audiences and find the answers they need fast. Yesterday, Kumar and I talked about market research's role in identity resolution, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about how you can understand your consumers using research technology. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Kumar Doshi, the SVP of marketing at Lucid. Kumar, welcome back to the MarTech podcast. It's great to be back, Ben. Excited to continue our conversation. Yesterday, we spent about 15 minutes with me picking fun of the Mets and we weaved in a little bit of a topic about market research and how surveys are not necessarily just used to understand basic demo geo and sort of how a broad audience feels about your products or services you can actually incorporate them as a targeting mechanism to help you understand who to target with which products. And I also basically said that all Mets fans should buy two twos.
2: Yes, you did. Sorry. So who's your team?
1: I'm the San Francisco Giants fan. If you uh-huh. want to pick on us, you could say how we had the best record in all of baseball, the best team ever in the organization. And then we lost to the Dodgers in the seventh game of a playoff series. But at least they didn't win. Thank you, Atlanta. Is
2: that who won this year? Atlanta won. They're on a roll. And yeah, San Francisco had a great, great year.
1: Yep, we did up until the playoffs started. That said, let's talk a little bit about market research. (laughs) We talked yesterday about using market research, basically feeding it into your CRM for direct response. Talk to me about some of the underlying technologies that you're using for your research to understand your consumers.
2: So Lucid's built a programmatic platform akin to the DSPs and SSPs in the ad tech world. What that means is that we've created a platform where people that want to ask questions can find people that can answer those questions. That's my non-technical version of it.
1: That's the best description of what an SSP and a DSP does. Thank you very much.
2: (laughs) You're welcome. So, you know, to take it a step further, if you're a market researcher or even a product manager at Coca-Cola and you have the new best idea for a breakfast food, you can use our platform to determine whether it is a great idea. You can use it to determine who to actually market that to. You can use it to determine how your ads will be performing when your product goes to market, all through the power of that programmatic platform where questions and answers meet.
1: Okay. So you're basically able to find people that are interested in answering your questions. I guess the underlying question that I have, we're getting a little meta here with questions about questions, is that somebody wants to answer my question doesn't necessarily mean that they're the person that I want to be answering my question I am looking for yesterday we talked about Mets colored tutus and baseball fans somebody might want to answer the question of whether I should make Mets colored tutus but they might be doing it ironically they might be a San Francisco Giants fan who just want to pick fun of Mets fans and their 500 baseball team do you have a football team? I feel like we should move off the Mets. I, should, is there somebody else I can pick on?
2: My baseball team is the Red Sox.
1: We have something in common. I went to college in Boston. They were basically my college sports team. There
2: you go. All right. But yeah, I mean, we can, we can change the example to something else. But to answer your question, yes, there's a few things that happen. Number one, there's a bunch of targeting. So I, as a market researcher at Coca-Cola, I'm not just blasting this survey out to people. I have a lot of control in terms of who it goes out to demographically. I also have a lot of control on the platform to determine which supplier. So which of the people that have these people are ready to answer these questions, which supplier I want. In addition, if you're an academic, there's a lot of rules around academic research in order to be able to publish those results that is required and that is possible on our platform. So you can do a lot of identity checks on our platform to verify that the person that is answering the questions, who you think it is.
1: So talk to me about how you're sourcing the people to answer the questions. You mentioned it's similar to the DSP and the SSP, right? With the Programmatic advertising, there's a collection of websites, they all join a network. There's a hole in the internet where I can put my ad units, and then a media buyer comes in, buys the ads, and there's a connection between the two of those. It's not like there's a hole in my laptop or screen where surveys fit in. So, what's the mechanism where you're actually delivering and collecting the data?
2: Yeah. So, when I referenced suppliers before, what I was referencing is a bunch of companies that own what are called panels. And panels are a collection of respondents. And they nurture these panels. They incentivize the people in the panel to participate in surveys. And then they expose those respondents on our platform to the people like the Coca-Cola market researcher that is asking the question. So the suppliers, they have a pool of respondents that they're responsible for.
1: Do you think there's any bias for people that are Basically, applying to be survey respondents as opposed to what the rest of the non-survey respondent industry is.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, when market researchers do their market research, they have to factor in uh, sample bias. They have to factor in what we call reconciliation rates. But there's checks for that. And and what I mean by reconciliation rate is, what if you're a respondent that just goes through the surveys and just is like a a a a a. Well, we have embedded in the technology and in the platform is a check for that. And in fact, the market research can say, hey, this person responded all A's, like, clearly, I'm not going to use that data set. So thankfully, the technology has gotten really good. And those reconciliation rates are low. And our ability to kind of test whether a respondent's accurately responding has gone way up.
1: I guess there's a difference between somebody who's going to go down the Scantron test and just be like, the common answer is C, I'm going to fill in all these bubbles using a high school metaphor, more that when you have a population that is interested and willing to do surveys because they're monetarily incentivized, Sure, they're getting paid to answer surveys. So that in itself is a specific class of people that therefore, since they all have that one thing in common, might act differently than the general population. Has anybody actually done surveys on how survey respondents are different than the general pop?
2: Yeah, there's a bunch of tracking on this, right? Because at the end of the day, when that market researcher at Coca-Cola goes back and reports his results, he or she has to be able to stand by them. So there's a bunch of checks that go into place You're right in that there is a bit of sample bias, right? Because these people have elected to take the survey.
1: Someone who's going to take $50 to fill out a 25-minute survey is itself a segment.
2: For sure. But this is what market research is about. You're going to always have some sort of sample bias. You just have to control for it. I can tell you that last year in 2020... Lucid's platform was used for the nation's largest public opinion poll that was driven by UCLA as part of a project called Nationscape. And so those researchers, and you can imagine that the standards that UCLA is going to have for that type of research, uh, that was conducted on our platform. So, yeah, while there's sample bias, I think people are confident enough in the results to
1: trust them. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. You're managing a network of these panels who are then going and filling out the surveys. Talk to me more about the technology. You mentioned that there's the ability to sort of filter out bad performers or people that are sort of neglecting the process. What are some of the other ways and technologies that are used in the market research process?
2: So the other things that can happen is, again, I'll go back to that Coca-Cola market researcher They can determine where they want the respondents to come from. So a lot of control on the platform. Our software also does quality checks. So you can interlace a question to verify that the person's still paying attention to the survey. And then we have the ability to give suppliers, the the panel companies, a way to directly tie into the platform via an API connection. So again, similar to the ad tech world where... A DSP can plug into the New York Times and start to funnel that real estate on the New York Times through to the DSP and the SSP so that someone like a Coca-Cola can buy that space.
1: Once somebody's gone through and conducted one of these surveys, you know, what are some of the ways that brands that are technology driven are taking that data, implementing it and actually improving their marketing efforts?
2: I think the most relatable piece for a lot of your listeners is going to be brand tracking studies. That's a common thing, right? A brand has a need to measure where the brand stands with its customers on a regular basis. And so that's a common kind of use case for the platform. But it can also be used to test out new product ideas. It can also be used to identify new target audiences. So if a company wants to understand whether they should be going after a different demographic, they can use our platform to do that. And a more interesting case that we've done recently is related to the Ad Council and COVID testing and getting vaccination shots. So the ad council rolled out a advertising program and they wanted to really change behaviors around certain customer segments that were not getting vaccination shots. And we helped them identify by zip code and by their kind of initial position on vaccinations, whether they'd be more willing to get a vaccination shot all through the platform. And being able to test the ads with different audiences and different zip codes with different leaning towards vaccinations.
1: I guess the last question, or maybe this is a series of questions that I have for you, is about the cost and who this type of market research is for. You mentioned the Ad Council, UCLA, Coca-Cola. So what I'm hearing is large enterprise brands are doing these really sophisticated, large studies with lots of data, and they're probably very expensive. There's guys like me that are like, I wonder who's interested in marketing and technology and what's the right audience and where should I profile? Do I have to spend a hundred thousand dollars to conduct market research? Can I do it for a hundred you've got a programmatic type of platform. So in theory, I can get as much or as little data as I want. Who is this type of marketing research for? What does it cost?
2: I promise to your audience, I did not ask you to ask this question.
1: (laughs) I'm waiting for you to say, well, it depends, because that's generally the answer that people give when it comes to, Well, it depends what you're trying to accomplish and then they dance around it. Anyway, go ahead.
2: No, So this is the unique position for Lucid. We're in the business of democratizing market research and uh, the platform that we've built allows for that. Traditionally, you're right. Market research is thought of, of, you know, a bunch of people in lab coats sitting in an ivory tower, and it costs you hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that is still the case with what I would call traditional market research. By making it programmatic, you can actually open it up to more people. And to your point, yes, you can actually log into a website, which is one of our products, and you can actually use this. And if you're just a small business trying to understand their customers a little bit better. The platform allows for that, right? Because now you don't need all that is required in the $100,000 market research to be able to do this. You come up with a list of questions, you put them on our platform, you determine who you want to answer that, and then the technology takes care of the rest.
1: To me, that's the most fascinating part of the technology for market research as it exists today. Like Kumar said, it used to be sophisticated market researchers from their ivory tower with their white lab coats. Why you need a white lab coat in an ivory tower, I have no idea. But the moral of the story is you're getting these people that are really sophisticated market researchers who have lots of experience figuring out who the right customers are or the answers to the survey questions. Now anybody can ask those questions to any population. And really the challenge is understanding what to ask and how not to bias your customers. The last question I have for, you know, the down market marketers, you know, not a lot of budget, not Coca-Cola sized reach. How do we figure out how to launch a market research survey, understand more about our customers without actually influencing them with our questions?
2: So come to our website. There's a lot of blogs that tell you how to do market research, right? Is the easy answer. But no, listen, there's a lot of material out there on how to do market research well and easily and by yourself if you're a small business. One of the things that I've seen in my time here at Lucid that is really fascinating is that we're seeing a lot of research students. So people that are doing PhD programs using our platform to get answers. Because you're right. They don't have a huge budget for their research study but they're able to come to our platform and apply that. Now, granted, they actually have a little bit more knowledge than say the average person running a small business around market research, but there's a lot of tools out there on the internet that can help you design these surveys in a way that they're effective.
1: All right, well, Kumar, I appreciate you coming on the show, telling us a little bit about how market research works and thanks for not giving me too hard of a time about picking on the (laughs) Mets.
2: All good. It's been great to be on the program. Thanks for having me. And I hope that this is useful to your listeners.
1: All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Martech podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Kumar Doshi, the Senior Vice President of Marketing at Lucid. If you'd like to get in touch with Kumar, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit his company's website, which is lucid, L-U-C dot I-D.